Hello, um, my name is Nakia Spencer, and I am an associate um, scientist at the Traction Platform, which is a part of the Therapeutic Discovery Division at MD Anderson Cancer Center. I've been the past nine years, and I will say it's been a really good opportunity to work in um, an institution that is truly research patient involved because our, our research is, is patient based. And, um, you know, whenever we go into our thoughts of new programs and new targets that we're interested in, we always think about the patient first. So that's one thing that I love about MD Anderson to get a little bit into uh, my talk. And so for AACR, I presented a talk um, titled Asparagine Synthetase Expression Predicts Response to the GLS1 Inhibitor IX274 in ovarian cancer through selective modulation of redox balance. And this is a program that is actually in clinical trials right now. So to give you a little background about the program, so in our therapeutics discovery division, we aim to develop novel therapies that are targeted patient pop that have targeted patient populations. And um, as many of our researchers know, deregulated cellular metabolism is one of the hallmarks of cancer. So we wanted to understand GLS was an opportunity where we could target tumor metabolism um, in a biomarker positive patient population. So we set out and did a comprehensive drug discovery, development, and transfer campaign to target GLS and define tumors that will be sensitive to GLS inhibition. So the compound that we have is um, IX6274. It's a potent GLS-1 inhibitor and it inhibits the GLS-1 enzyme activity. It prevents the conversion of glutamine to glutamate in cells, and it has selective anti-proliferative effects in responder versus non-responder cells. So like if you think about the patients that we see at MD Anderson and our bench-to-bedside approach, we aim to treat patients who have a significant unmet medical need. This year alone, ovarian cancer is predicted to be a leading cause of cancer deaths in women. And you know that's something that we actually want to target. And so while we were doing our research, we found that a subset of ovarian cancer cells were sensitive to treatment with our GLS-1 inhibitor IX-674 and just wanted to understand the mechanism that's driving the response and also determine if we could find biomarkers that defined responder and non-responder populations. We had previously performed some experiments and previously reported at AACR about um, another one of our biomarker positive populations, which is KEEP1 and NRF2 mutant non-small cell lung cancer cells. And, you know, we found that treatment with um, our GLS-1 inhibitor reduced intracellular glutathione levels. And we wanted to see if we could actually see this same response in um, our ovarian cancer cells as well. So we took a number of our responder um, populations, and we found that whenever you treat with IX6274, you see a robust depletion of glutathione. And then also you saw an increase in reactive oxygen species, in which you don't see that same increase in our non-responder populations. So this kind of just led us to conclude that the response to our GLS-1 inhibitor IX6274 correlates with selective alterations in redox homeostasis. We performed some additional experiments just to confirm that the glutathione levels that we saw were actually a direct result of altered glutamine utilization. So we did some 
carbon-13 labeled glutamine tracing in the presence and absence of our inhibitor. And we found that there was a decrease in N plus 5 glutamate as well as N plus 5 glutathione. So this just kind of confirms the inhibition that we're seeing with our inhibitor is directly related to glutamine-derived glutathione in our responsive cell lines. We also did a lot of mechanistic studies where we looked at cell cycle. We also saw with our inhibitor induces cell cycle arrest. We also saw increase in DNA damage. And then if we actually added in cell permeable glutathione, we were able to rescue that DNA damage. So this kind of just all leads to the confirmation that we're altering um, redox homeostasis in our responders whenever they're treatment with IX6274. We also did some metabolomic studies to actually look at the global metabolic impact of our um, inhibitor inhibitor and our responder and non-responder cells. And when we treated with our inhibitor in the responder cells, we saw a significant downregulation of our TCA cycle. We saw compensatory activation of pathways that are involved in glutamate synthesis. And then we also saw alterations in purine metabolism and activation of the pentose phosphate pathway. So the one thing that we noted that was different from our responders and our non-responders is that we saw that our non-responders had an uptake of um, consumption of alanine and aspartate. And so when we looked at these two metabolites, we wanted to see, well, maybe are these metabolites driving this resistance to GLS-1 inhibition in our non-responders? And so what we found that there are two transaminases, ASNS and GPT-2, and they consume aspartate and um, alanine respectively. And then when we did some protein array analysis, we found that our non-responders actually had an increase in ASNS expression. And so that's how we came about the biomarker positive population of ASNS and that high signature in our non-responders compared to the responders. And then we also did some additional studies where we looked at protein expression across a large panel of ovarian cancer cell lines, and we found that the non-responders had a higher level of ASNS compared to the responders. And then when we actually overexpressed the transaminase um, ASNS, we found that this conferred resistance to GLS-1 inhibition in one of our responder cell lines. So we also did some in vivo studies, and you know we wanted to actually look at the anti-tumor response. And in multiple in vivo xenografts from our responder cell lines, OCAR-8 and the scope the SCOV3 cell line, we actually found that there was a robust inhibition of um, tumor growth. And then we also saw a robust inhibition of glutamine metabolism. And then we wanted to confirm, you know, are there actually a patient population that we could target with this? And so we leveraged our network at MD Anderson, and we collaborated with Dr. Jin Sung Liu in the Department of Pathology and Laboratory Medicine. And he examined some tissue microarrays from patients that are treated at MD Anderson. And we found that about 24% of the patient samples that were in that TMA were classified as ASNS low. And so that just suggested that there is a significant number of patients that might actually respond to the treatment with IX6274. And then we also developed a CLIA certified assay so that we can identify patients in the clinic. And from further analysis of some of the biopsies from some patients, we were actually able to classify a number of them as homogenous low or uh, null for ASNS. 
And this assay is actually being used in our ongoing clinical trial. For the upcoming ASCO meeting, Dr. Tim Yap will actually be giving some of the updates on our clinical trial. So that's really exciting to see. And, you know, currently we're in phase one, we're continuing the clinical trial and, you know, we're just looking to see what will come from it, but we're very excited about it.